better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Howdy. Welcome in. Off and running with you here on this Tuesday. Welcome into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents all across the state. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Y'all can text me today, call me, and hope you will. We've got some baseball to talk about. If everything goes according to plan, we'll have a couple of guests today, including one coming up here in just a few minutes. There's baseball at all levels to talk about. Well, a- including um, maybe one level here in the state of Mississippi that uh, you're not aware of. And so I'll give you some details on that. You do have midweek baseball also. It's on the coast for Mississippi State tonight against Texas Tech. They'll play tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, Ole Miss is at home tonight in Oxford hosting Memphis. That'll be a later game. Uh, let's see. That'd be yeah, 6.30. Yeah, 6.30 first pitch between Ole Miss and Memphis tonight at Swayze Field. You have uh, State playing Texas Tech in Biloxi at 6. Now, I, I, was, I, I know there's going to be radio coverage. I believe there will be... You know the what we call television coverage. If you want to call it television, it's more or less streaming coverage. You can watch the video on ESPN Plus. I think you're going to have that for that game, those games this week in Biloxi. I can find those details out, you know, a little bit later just to make sure. I know you'll be able to listen on the radio if you're used to doing that. And I think uh, let's see, the Southern Miss play tonight. Yeah, they are hosting South Alabama. We touched on that. You know, Southern Miss is off to an eight and three start. They were four and one last week. I'm sorry, they were three and one last week. Two wins, winning the series at ULL in Lafayette, and then of course the midweek win uh, last week, one week ago today. No, one week ago tomorrow against Mississippi State at Trustmark Park in Pearl. Southern Miss won that game seven to one, but a really nice crowd. And so tonight, it's South Alabama in Hattiesburg. Tomorrow they're going to host that Tulane team that jumped up in the top 25 and took two out of three from Mississippi State in New Orleans this past weekend. And so a very interesting midweek for Southern Miss, back-to-back games against South Alabama Tulane before they hit the road and go to Dallas Baptist uh, this weekend. And three games, and then uh, they'll have Alabama next week in Hattiesburg for non-conference before jumping into conference play against FAU uh, in Hattiesburg. So we we got conference play just right around the corner. Yes, we do. Now, I mentioned the midweek last week, Southern Miss getting a 7-1 win over State. Good crowd there. And th- these games, like you're having tonight in Biloxi, you had one last week in Pearl where uh, these college teams are going into these minor league stadiums in front of good crowds, neat atmospheres, and giving folks a chance to kind of go to what feels like a home game without having to drive as far as they normally do if they live in that area. It's a really cool thing. I want to talk about that and more uh, right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. On the Divinity phone, 
It is Director of Communications for the Mississippi Braves and Mississippi Braves play-by-play radio broadcaster as well, Chris Harris, with us today, and I appreciate some time. Chris, thanks for joining me, man. What's up? Matt, what an honor to be on the Matt Wyatt Show. I mean, this is this is a highlight, man. i got got to be honest. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I think you're the only one that feels that other guests come on and they're like, yeah, okay, what's up, Matt? Next. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I really do uh, appreciate it. And I'm just, I'm kind of in a good mood, you know, like a lot of folks around here because it is baseball season and you, you know, in your shoes, I'm sure you're kind of the same way, right? Oh, no doubt. I think, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a baseball fan in general, whether it's, you know, high school baseball, which, you know, just got started, or college baseball, which, you know, one of the amazing things about living in this state is, you know, people mm-hmm. eat, live, and breathe college baseball, and then, obviously, on the uh, the pro level, at least for us, you know, we're we're off and running. Our guys, I've heard from several that started minor league camp on Sunday, they're going full force. Now, uh, the guys up top still have to, uh, yeah. seems like, work some things out, but... Uh, you know, baseball is rocketed rolling in this state. We're, we're so fortunate to have, you know, the, the, the college baseball support, uh, you know, starting at the very, you know, we, Bellhaven's been playing, you know, games out at our place, getting some great support. You know, they have the great colleges, whether it's NAI or uh, D3 around here, all the way up to, you know, Southern Miss and Mississippi State and Old Miss. And then to have, you know, two uh, professional you know, franchises in, in Biloxi that's affiliated with the Milwaukee Brewers and to have, you know, the Atlanta Braves, you know, right here in Pearl. I mean, it's to live in Mississippi, it's a baseball mecca. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of that, you know, quite often. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I don't think it's overstating it at all. I mean, and on that note, right there at your ballpark at, at Trustmark Park in Pearl last week, that was a, a really nice crowd for Southern Miss and Mississippi State, wasn't it? It was insane. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't figure the numbers or know how to, uh, uh, you know, see what all the addition of the totals end up. But there wasn't many seats to be had mm, that's inside what I heard. the ballpark last Wednesday, and uh, it wasn't necessarily a cheap ticket. You know, our, our landlord Spectrum Events puts on all the college games, and uh, it was an extremely high ticket. You know, I think the announced attendance was. 6,300, but, you know, it seemed like even a lot more than that. But, you know, to, to see that environment, really last year, the first game that we had here at this ballpark in nearly two years was Southern Miss Mississippi State. And that was the day after the governor had extended the outdoor um, attendance numbers to where you could, I think, be up to 50% capacity. And uh, I remember looking around, you know, March second of 2021 uh, thinking you know this is the first time i've seen this big of a crowd and obviously you know it would be college baseball that would that would bring it out sure chris harris on your radio right now he's the mississippi braves broadcaster and director of communications and chris i know you were in biloxi with with that organization sure. before you know coming up to pearl and joining the braves and, and they're down there at mgm going to host a game tonight State versus Texas Tech, another one tomorrow night. What it, just from your experience down there, what does that mean for Biloxi and that park and everything to host those games? Oh my gosh, to have the defending national champion down there, that is that is huge. I mean that's that's a community I really uh learned to 
really appreciate. You know, I'm trying to think of the right uh, the right adjective because there was so much love around getting baseball down there. You know, getting uh, in 2015 when I moved down there, we were constructing the ballpark, and you know, there were a whole lot of uh, ups and downs in that process, as, as people probably know. Uh, ended up on a 54 game road trip to start that 2015 season, but uh, ended up pretty magical uh, that year when we finally got into the ballpark. But you know, Barry Lyons, who's a huge ambassador of the game of baseball down there, I know has been really instrumental in bringing you know college games down there. But you know, it's 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 a ballpark that you know I don't think there's many backdrops. Uh, in professional baseball quite like that one. When you have, you know, one of the tallest structures in the state of Mississippi, you know, the Beauvage right there behind it. Um, but, you know, what an environment, a college baseball environment down there, uh, for those fans to be able to enjoy, you know, back to back nights. Hope the weather cooperates tonight for them. Um, but I, I really, you know, they have, they've had the Conference USA tournament down there, but integrating you know, I know they've had high school baseball, but really integrating all levels of baseball in these professional ballparks. I, one of the things when I came to Pearl that I didn't necessarily understand was the competitiveness or like a competing uh, interest in college baseball and professional baseball. I think, mm. at least from my perspective, you know, it's like being in a in a situation you know, where there's different professional sports teams. You know, you go to, uh, you know, name the city, you know, New Orleans. Yeah. You know, I think I would think New Orleans is the best when the Saints and the Pelicans are both succeeding. You know, I would imagine Atlanta's at its best when the Falcons, the Braves, uh, they don't have the hockey team anymore, but the Hawks are all succeeding. I think, you know, Mississippi succeeds when Mississippi State, when Ole Miss, when Southern Miss, uh, when the Biloxi Shuckers, when the Mississippi Braves are all succeeding and, you know, what a variety of different types of, you know, baseball. And I know that the professional baseball experience is much different than the college experience where the professional experience is more about the fan engagement, the promotions, yeah. uh, the giveaways, um, you know, the hot dogs and, and, and whatnot. Whereas college, you're more riding on every pitch, and and you 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 either sitting there hating Ole Miss or hating Southern Miss or hating Mississippi State, <laughs> you know. But then you know going to eat dinner at Georgia Blue together after the game. Yeah, you know? right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's different, but yet you know it, it's so vital to what makes you know this state so special when it comes to baseball. And I I kind of went on a tangent there, but no, I, I think fine. that's important for people to really know. And I think you know one of the things when I I would hear people. You know, say something about well, I, I I choose rather to go to a Mississippi Braves game than a Mississippi State. Why? You know, it, it's 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 great. You know, you should experience both. Yeah, and uh, and and really invite as many people as you can to come with you. Yeah, I I agree with you, Chris. It's one of those where I guess in terms of myself, like I live in Tupelo. Okay, so I'm a good maybe three hours sure. from Trustmark Park. And and I still, you know, look for times and opportunities to try to come to the park and watch the Mississippi Braves. Now I'm a little biased because I grew up a Braves fan and have been forever. But but still, if I were within, there's just no question, if our family was within really maybe even an hour and a half, two hours, it's just something about that three, we'd probably be season ticket holders, you know, just to be able to come sure. and 
And especially if it meant being able to get there and take part in the driving range when that's set up. That was cool now. <laughs> you know, like, if you know, and that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the great part of minor league baseball, too, is, is you know, it, it's not just about the baseball. And I think with, with that horrible year where we lost the entire season in 2020, you know, you figured out ways to use your ballpark like, the talk off we did and showing movies on the video board and just ways to get people, you know, into the stadium despite they're not even being baseball. No doubt about it. Hey, and uh, Chris Harris with the Mississippi Braves on your radio right now. And Chris, that's another thing. So I saw this uh, about a week ago um, when it popped up. Not that I was surprised. It's just with the lockout in, in Major League Baseball. That's mm-hmm. been that's the only thing we glance at. And then I saw the story sure. uh, on the website that came out on Twitter. It said, hey. You know, 2022 Mississippi Braves season is unaffected by the Major League Baseball work stoppage. Yep. So, so help us to, for those of us that don't understand, how is how is it that minor league baseball goes ahead as normal, even though the major right. league level is having a lockout? Yeah, it's a great question, and, and and one that I think we've all in this industry kind of had to, you know, put our heads around. I think it kind of kind of going back to last year, we expected there to be something happened, um, you know, when you, the, uh, the, the PBA, uh, or the CBA collective bargaining agreement was up mm-hmm. and that, you know, there was going to be, you know, some, uh, contention there. There obviously always is, but, um, unless a player is on the major league 40 man roster and part of the major league baseball players association, they're controlled by the major league team and they are not unionized. So uh, every player within the organization outside of that 40-man roster is, like for the Atlanta Braves, they're in Northport, Florida at the spring training complex. And some have been there for over a month working out and getting prepared for the season. Now, the rosters may look a little bit different when you start on April 8th. There could be, you know, let's say 10 uh, 40-man roster players would be on the AAA roster. Okay. Um, those 10 guys would be replaced by 10 guys that probably would start on the double-A roster. So your rosters would look different, uh, obviously, until the uh, agreement is worked out. But it doesn't stop us from playing baseball. And uh, I think that, that's been one thing that, you know, the questions that we get asked the most is, well, if they're locked out, you guys are too. It, uh, that's that's not the case. We obviously hope for a, a resolution as quickly as possible because I think everybody wants to have uh, that level of baseball playing. I think they have some positive momentum, and especially being an Atlanta Braves organization, you got a defending World Series champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to get those guys on the field as quickly as possible. But you know that's that's why we're going to be able to, to start on April eighth, and it'll be the first time in three years that minor league baseball has been able to start on time because. You know, there was no 2020 season, and last year we started in May. So I think uh, I think there's a lot of, you know, excitement to, to actually get a season going on time. And, you know, from a non-baseball perspective, I think most fans and for us that work in the industry, we don't really care who's on the field. We just want to be able to put a product out there uh, for fans to come and watch. You know, and I have to wonder, um, and maybe you can speak to this, Chris, if you have a feel for it. I just have to wonder if, if you know, the minor league teams continue and, and they're out here playing baseball. Like, you know, opening day is April the 8th for you and the Braves going to host Montgomery in three games starting on the 8th. 
Um, sure. If it's not something that, with everything going on at the major league level, if there if there won't be some fans around the country who kind of reconnect with the nearest mm-hmm. minor league team to be able to go and, and watch, I, I'm just wondering if it's not going to actually maybe help minor league baseball support. Do, do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously going back to the whole competing against, you know, you're not necessarily trying to compete, but I mean, we've seen, you know, so many Atlanta Braves fans, even though we're sort of the, uh, the team furthest away that's in the Atlanta Braves organization. We've heard from many, you know, Braves fans that they're going to take a road trip to come watch, mm. you know, us play. You know, our first road trip's down to Biloxi, so I'm going to go down to Biloxi and watch, you know, us play that maybe had tickets or were planning on going to Atlanta or to another other place. But um, I think it's a great opportunity for minor league baseball. You know, minor league baseball, uh, you know, going back to – uh, of course, growing up in in the South and in in Tennessee, you know, growing up with the Southern League, the Memphis Chicks, going back, of course, the Birmingham Barons, you yeah. know, the just the, this, the 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 teams that people grew up with. I think minor league baseball has kind of taken, gone through different evolutions, and I think now, you know, it really has taken a more creative turn, which I think can uh, maybe rub some of the old timers. Uh, a little bit the wrong way, but it is an opportunity to to really have an audience that may not have necessarily paid much attention to the minor league baseball experience. And I always say, when you come to a minor league game, it has something for everybody. You know, whether you care about baseball or not, you can enjoy the fun zone. You can you know you can compete in games between innings. You can uh, enjoy what's going on between innings on the scoreboard. Or if you're a diehard baseball fan, you can pick up a uh, a roster and see who the top ten prospects are, you know, in that ball game. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that aspect of it for for possibly seeing maybe more people engaged, more people listening, more people watching uh, this level of baseball because you know I get a chance to see it. I've been spoiled. I've been doing it for 13 years, but uh, you watch these guys on an everyday basis. That it is, it's impressive stuff. No doubt about it. Chris Harris with the Mississippi Braves. He's their broadcaster on the radio. He's a director of communications. He's on your radio right now. So uh, Mississippi Braves uh, opening day is Friday, April 8th. you got three games scheduled, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that weekend in April against the Montgomery Biscuits. And then, as you said, it's a. am looking at the schedule, Chris. I didn't realize that there were that many games that would be played consecutively. Because according to the schedule, yeah. you've got, am I looking at this right, going to play six straight games days six straight games in biloxi the 12th through the 17th yep last year or i guess it was in yeah it was last year 2021 uh minor league baseball went to the new six game series yeah part of major league baseball starting the pdl system where they have more uh say so in the minor league schedule one of the big things was you know the the travel and so now you play six games in one City, you have a, a travel day on pretty much every Monday, mm-hmm. and that's your schedule throughout the season. So, I, I, from my perspective, I love it. It's set up for six straight days, not having to uh, to, to move. Yeah, um, and I think I think you know by the time you get to August, you kind of know uh, <laughs> when you play the team <laughs> for the thirty second time. <laughs> I, th- I think you've, if, if pitchers and hitters have seen each other, you kind of know uh, you know when when somebody's blowing a snot bubble at that point. But, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it, it yeah, it, I, I like that part of it. I, I think it's good from the from the developmental standpoint. You know, you're able to develop 
you know, it, it was crazy. I mean, when I first got into it, you know, you would play. I mean, I, I've been on bus rides where you, know, you played a game on a Thursday night in Mobile, Alabama, and then, you know, you play the next night in, you know, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and get <laughs> in at 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. You know, how, how do you expect, a, a you know, an 18 to 23-year-old kid to perform at the highest level? So, um, you know, I like the fact Major League Baseball wants to help that part of the development process. And I think it's okay for fans, too, to be able to see that, that other team for, for that many times in a row. Yeah, I think it's great for fans because, you know, you, know, you don't have to worry or, or think as much, hey, is there a game? Uh, if it's not Monday, pretty much, yeah, there's a game. Yeah. You know, if they're well, at home, they're going to be there for a while. And you get a chance to see everybody in the team's rotation. Yeah. One team has, you know, if there's a top pitching prospect for, um, you know, the, the, the Milwaukee Brewers, like last year, you know, you knew when Biloxi came to town and Ethan Small was on that team, you were going to chance to, to see Ethan Small pitch. You know, right. it, you weren't sure what day it was going to be, but, you know, you knew exactly. You knew we were going to have a chance to see all the guys on that roster. That's it. Hey, Chris, it's great to catch up with you. Glad to hear your voice and really looking forward to Braves baseball, man. Thank you for some time. You got it, Matt. Keep up the great work and hope to see you soon. All right. Thank you. We'll do and uh, we'll see you soon. That's Chris Harris, Braves broadcaster, director of communications for the Mississippi Braves. They're going to open the season at Trustmark against Montgomery on the 8th. They'll play three games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 8th, 9th, and 10th of April. So one month from today will be opening day for the Mississippi Braves. You're going to have minor league baseball. We'll see about the major league stuff, but the minor league stuff is a known commodity at this point. So put it on your schedule. Go out and watch them play. I'm going to go down and watch some games this year too. All right, just getting started with you on this Tuesday in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. All right, back with you. Here we are. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Y'all text, y'all call. Wasn't there an old, like, hee-haw song called Y'all Call? No, that was Y'all Come. Like, come on by and see us if you can. Y'all come. Remember that? (laughs) That's going way back. Some of y'all don't know anything about that. Well, y'all text. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best Sausage, you can buy. That's one man's opinion. Well, it's more than one man's opinion. It's just, it's also this man's opinion. Pointing at myself. So text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Or 885-3776. Josh texted the show, and he wanted me to play the old intro to the show. Uh, I don't have it. Josh, uh, I'll have to pull it out of the archives somewhere. I got it in here somewhere, but one of these days we'll we'll, we'll bring that back out and play it for you again at some point. Appreciate the text. You can also call me today on the Divinity Equipment phone line. The number to call, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 
nine. I don't really know a lot about the pitching matchups. Those things become easier to keep track of and and know who's doing what as you get into conference play for all these teams. Because we all we get more familiar with who the conference starters are. I don't know who they are in a non-conference. Uh, for for instance, you know, here tonight in the midweek, I just know that um, <clears throat> State's going to throw Parker Stinnett tonight on the mound as their starter here in this first game against Texas Tech, and then we'll see what they do tomorrow night. I I don't know. I don't know that they know. So pitching matchups, I don't really know. I'm not real sure about that. But you have uh, Texas Tech; they're ranked 17th. Mississippi State dropped down to number 23. Couple of ranked teams playing tonight, tomorrow night in Biloxi, weather permitting. Texas Tech, all right. So I told you they're 17th. Tim Tadlock, the head coach at Texas Tech, and they've been good for a long time. And they've been to Omaha some recently, and they had actually a tough start to the season. They are 10 and two, okay, but they've won nine straight. <laughs> That's the point. Um, Texas Tech, they began the year out there in Arlington in that same, you know, Texas, whatever they call it, showdown or whatever it is, college baseball showdown, where the Rangers played. Same thing that State started the season last year. You remember that? Last season, that's how State started, kind of a little round robin with some Big 12 teams, SEC teams, Big 12. They did it this year. State wasn't involved. Ole Miss wasn't involved this year, but – and it wasn't just, I don't think, SEC and Big 12 this year because the first game of the year, Texas Tech beat Michigan out there in Texas and then dropped the next two games they played that opening weekend. They lost to Auburn 2-1 to and just got smoked by Arizona 13-2. to But since then, it's nine straight wins coming into the night for Texas Tech. They, uh, they beat Dallas Baptist in a midweek game. They swept Kent State in a weekend series. Uh, if you remember, I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was last year, 2021, Mississippi State hosted Kent State in early season non-conference baseball. And Kent State picked up one win, I think, that weekend. I don't think State swept them. They got another win over Dallas Baptist in the midweeks. So they've seen them twice. And they played four games this past week against a team called Merrimack. So four games in a weekend against Merrimack, whoever that is. And listen to the scores. 17 to 1, 21 to 5, 20 to 2, and 12 to 4. <laughs> what is he? All right, hang on here. Let me tell you what the. They score, what, 80 runs? No. Surely not. That's not 80, that's 60. Time out. Let me do the math. Let's see. There's 41. There's 53. 670. They scored 70 runs in four games against Merrimack this past weekend and outscored them 70-12. Uh, to 12. Yeah, so that's what's coming in there to face uh, State tonight. And State will be a little bit better competition than Merrimack was, but uh, Texas Tech has certainly been swinging a hot bat here lately. Ole Miss hosting Memphis tonight at Swayze Field in Oxford. Ole Miss is a one-loss team, ranked number two in the country. Right now, their only loss was this past weekend, 11 innings. They lost a one nothing game to UCF. No shame in that. Go win a series on the road, and the only game you lost was in extras. Uh, Memphis, on the other hand, is 6-4. and four. 
this year. They began the year with a two out of three series win over Valpo. They then did the same thing week two against Brown up there in Memphis. Beat them two out of three. Got a midweek win over Alabama A&M out of the swag. And this past week, they lost two out of three at home in Memphis to Nichols. Nichols State out of Louisiana. And those first two losses were, they got thumped pretty good, Memphis did. 14-8, 14-9. And then had to score nine runs on Sunday to win that one. So uh, they'll go to Oxford. You know, you can say that over the years, uh, those Ole Miss teams have they've had their bumps in the road in the midweeks against teams like Memphis and Southern Miss. But this looks like a little bit of a different Ole Miss team right now, at least in terms of the way they're playing. So <clears throat> you expect Ole Miss to win that. It's just a matter of what's the score going to be. But hey, it's baseball. You just there are no givens this time of year in college baseball. And as I said earlier, Southern Miss is at home tonight. They've got two midweek games. So this is the first of two midweeks. Southern Miss will host South Alabama tonight in Hattiesburg, and then tomorrow they will host Tulane, who jumped into the top 25 after taking two out of three from Mississippi State. A little bit of a glance. You do have some other SEC teams playing in the midweeks. Uh, if there's anything interesting there that jumps out, I'll, I'll turn that around and tell you later in the show. Right now, over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Chris hanging on line one. What's up, Chris? Hey, Matt. Hey, man. I just wanted to call and clear up something that I was talking about yesterday. And then Lynn came on and kind of said some things. I'm not by any means in my comments yesterday was I blaming the coaches. Uh-huh. I was just pointing out the fact that that was the first time that I think we've seen mistakes come out of this coaching staff that we could all point out and say, hey, those are clear mistakes. And I mean, that's just my opinion of it. I think this, I don't I know that I'm not alone in that. But I just don't think that those were some of the greatest decisions like we've been used to seeing. And, hey, they're going to get mulligans every now and then because nobody's perfect. Mm. So I just, the way that I feel about it, I mean, I kind of look at it thinking of the talent. And I know the talent hasn't gelled and all of that comes together and stuff, but it just didn't look like with what I've seen all year long that, they were pulling the right strings, and I think they would probably all say that if they had the chance. Yeah. But I wasn't blaming. I wasn't really blaming the coaches. I was just pointing out the fact that how how great of our coaches been that this is the first time in two years that we can say, "Hey, those were actual coaching mistakes." There. Hmm. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah. Um. And and I, I tell think, you, I, I think the biggest thing that they've got going on right now. I, again. I don't know, Chris, if it's my if it's I'm like getting older or if my priority has changed priorities or what. I, I'm not looking at any of this stuff nearly as critically maybe as I used to <laughs> or or would have years ago, especially the early part of the year. And yeah, I mean it you don't I, it hurt to watch them lose two out of three, particularly that second one when they had the big lead, but then I still came away from it going, you know what? I still think all things considered they know they're talented offensively. They know they're going to hit. I mean, at some point this year, they're going to be hitting the ball. I mean, it's just they will. The thing is, I think the the biggest thing that you point to, the most impactful thing that you point to in this entire first 12 games of the season or whatever it is for State is now the pitching injuries. You know, I, I know that Lamonis in some of the post-game press conferences has seemed frustrated with, you know, he wants more 
competitiveness. He wants more grit and tough, tough at bats and some of those things. And that's a coach, you know. But I still think overall they weren't at any point really worried about where they're going to hit. Are they going to put the bat on the ball? Are they going to get some timely hits? Of course they are. But so, I think the, the worry now is these pitching injuries. I mean, obviously when you're number one, maybe out. But, you know, you add in there, okay, now Hunt, who was one of your better pitchers in the offseason and through the opening weekend, you hadn't seen him since, and he's got some issue. And, and now Stone Simmons, who's been maybe your most reliable out of the pen when you've used him, and he's got some issue – now, nah, I mean, these pitching injuries are starting to be serious. It's starting to be a serious deal. So do we do we really worry about the offense? Though? I mean, that's that's the thing that I kept telling people. As long as the as long as the pitching stays on track, uh-huh. yeah. Are we really worried about the offense? Because since Jake Gotro has gotten there, have we not seen like a slow start? They'll and put then it together. Better that's as right. the years go on. That's I mean, right. I mean, you know how it is, and I think it's time for Brendan Smith to show up, and I think it's, you're going to see this. Week. Hey, i tell you this, Chris. Have a, good, th- have a good day. You too. Have a good day. And and he's Brandon Smith, the guy on the mound tonight for State, Parker Stinnett, and then some of those young guys. Listen, if they want to go be a tournament team and try to do something, there are some players in that pitching staff that are just simply going to have to step up they are forced into some new roles, I think. We'll see. Appreciate the call, Chris. Rolling along with you on a Tuesday. Stick around. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you. Rolling along here in hour number one of the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Bill is here. We're all here. Glad you're here, though. If you're not here, we don't have a show. Thanks for tuning in, however you're tuning in, wherever. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. Hope you'll grab a chair and pull up to the table and have a seat with us. And join the conversation. It's that simple. Uh, you can text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Or call me on the Divini phone. It's 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. And uh, call me like Chris did, and we get to hear your voice, and everybody else can hear your voice, too. Speaking of voices, here's one. Hey, Annabeth. Hello. Howdy. 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 Your microphone sounds so crisp and clear and good. Clean. Yeah, it's a soup. To, it ought to as much as it costs. Dad gum. These things are <clears> expensive. Um, There's no telling how good I would sound if I had a nice microphone. <laughs> you don't need you, it. You and Bill have good mics. Everybody likes to hear your voice in it. You don't need it. You have mm. a radio voice. Oh, okay. You ought to be doing your own show or at least hosting this one, but I can't seem to talk you into it. Mm. Just think how that radio voice would sound on a good microphone. Though. Bill. I know. Bill, oh I mean, goodness. I tell you. Okay, well, let me just say this, though. I've already gone through the process of having ideas as it pertains to Annabeth on the radio show and then putting money and effort into it 
to no avail. Money and effort. <laughs> uh huh. What's I that all in, about? I went through the whole process of uh, rigging this whole studio for video because we do a live stream, and I knew that you know we need a third camera angle so that when you're here, we could put the camera on you and people that are watching the live stream could see it and everything. Well, you don't want to be seen. And no. all it's ever been is three cameras on me. And now I'm tired of being seen. So I'm not even streaming it today. <laughs> I'm tired of being seen. You're not streaming? <laughs> no, he not. He streamed for a while. He hasn't? Just no. a couple days worth. Yeah. A couple days worth. Yeah. He's, having, he's just not feeling pretty today, Bill. I tell you what. I've just been run down ever since going under the weather last week. Well, just you're just not, you're not out of it yet. No. But no. spring is almost here. Yeah, spring's about to spring. Say, isn't it daylight? Is there some? It's daylight savings well, coming up, or we'll, we'll get it at We're some point. Be springing forward here very soon. Yeah, like really yeah. soon. Well, and I I've extra been, hour of light. I'm looking forward to that. I've been noticing, you know, that that it's lighter in the mornings when you get up. When I get up, <laughs> it's still dark. But when you get up, it's lighter than it normally is. Matt, it doesn't <clears> matter what time of year it is, because when you get up, it's always going to be dark. Yeah, because you sure. get up too early. Got to get a head start. No one gets up that early <laughs> on purpose. I can't stand the feeling of, number one, sleeping in, being lazy and laying in a bed when life's happening. And, and then number two, then having to rush during the morning. And then number three, the rest of the day, you feel like you're just hanging on to the rope. Oh, I hope this day just doesn't fly by me. I have to get up and get a foot ahead of everything else. That's I'm just always the way a, I feel about it. I'm always a foot behind. <laughs> Mad in the chickens. Yeah, that's right. Uh, at the same time. And then I'm awake with uh, who's what kind of animals are up all night? <laughs> the owls. Oh, I'm owls. up with the owls. Yeah. Possums. Literally Matt. around here, we have owls around here. Yeah, the possums. Yeah, I'm up. That's my squad, Bill. That's my that's my group. Yeah. What are hey, y'all talking about today? Baseball. Well, we've we've talked a lot of baseball, but I was going to throw this at you. This uh, popped up in my notes today, mm -hmm. since this is something that has been going on in our house recently. Uh, it is March the 8th. On March the 8th, 1974, the final episode of this show aired. Here's the story <laughs> of a lovely lady who was bringing up yeah, a very lovely The Brady girl. Bunch, I don't know how many seasons, but it was quite a few yeah. until the kids sort of grew up. 19 what? 70? 1974. Was it the last the, of it? The final episode of The Brady Bunch aired on this day in 1974. Okay. You want to sing along? All right, listen up, everybody. Annabeth's going to sing along with the Brady Bunch. Here she goes. Down. Here she goes. <laughs> no. You sing okay. well, Matt. I don't sing well. <laughs> I know I know my limits. Uh, we have been introducing Mary Liddy to some of these classic TV shows over the years, and she really enjoys She loved the Brady Bunch. She really likes um, different strokes. We're watching different strokes right now. That's been cute. I just want to thank you for playing the entire song. She, what is the deal? People want to hear it. But people get the gist after about <clears throat> six, seven seconds. After seven seconds. <laughs> they don't need. This is something without the squares. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without yeah, actually seeing the faces in the squares. not as good without the squares. Well, yeah. you know, I a lot of these shows, um, you know, I had forgotten how good a show The Brady Bunch was. It's really good stories. It was written very well. There's a reason it stayed on. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, anyway, yeah, you got your last view of that one. See, and that's another thing, too. Okay, here's what's weird about time. I'm super familiar with The Brady Bunch. 
you are too. Mm-hmm. Growing up as kids in the 80s, you felt like, man, the Brady Bunch is just part of television. Everybody watches the Brady Bunch. Everybody knows the Brady Bunch. Right. Here's the thing, though. The last show actually aired before I was born. I know. That's why when you said 1974, I was kind of surprised. Isn't that weird? Uh, like, I totally I know that show via rerun. Yeah. Never saw a live episode of it. It wasn't born. It's well, crazy. Well, now you really don't see anything live anymore. Well, you not can really. watch anything you want anytime you want. I mean, there with television, the quite literally, the only thing that is appointment viewing, meaning what I mean by that is, hey, 6.30, you need to be parked in front of that TV at 6.30 because whatever's going to happen is going to happen at that time or you'll miss it. Well, right. is what? There's no such thing anymore. Is the live news, spo- live, live sports. sports. Okay, so a live, live sporting event. Live news. Yeah, you can get that anytime, anywhere. You that's can get thing, news. Let's be honest. Since social media and yeah. the internet married up, we don't know Live news. Eh. Sports. That's it. Huh? It's basically sports. And then if something really big happens, like let's say Russia invades Ukraine and there's going to be some, you know, I don't know, what is it, the State of the Union deal or whatever. Oh, like yeah. Something like that yeah. maybe brings you to television you watch it live. Other than that, no. Sitcoms, forget it. Watch it when you want. I'm willing to sit here and say, even though it's going to make me sound totally like the old grumpy guy who says get off my lawn you're killing my grass is i'm just going to say it the best sitcoms of all time have already come and gone none of the stuff now that they put out here and ter- like this is a show you should watch on nbc no it's all terrible they, yeah there's not a whole lot of great stuff but there's some good stuff matt i mean and you don't know what's to come but i agree there's something um I don't know. There's something unique about those old shows. Yeah. All right. So Matt Daddy texted the show. He said in 2022. So Daylight Saving Time is going to start on March the 13th. Yeah, I thought so. That's Monday? uh, Sunday. That's Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. I knew it was in a few days. Hey, again, technology. We don't even have to change our clocks anymore. Our phones do it for us. Computers do it for us. Now, the stove is a different story. But So that's going to kick in this Sunday. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it very much. Hog Jowl texted the show. He said, my wife, <laughs> Beth, and the homecoming queen can start a talk show called Everything You Need to Know About the Hallmark Channel. you got to include my wife in that, too. Hey, Bill. Have they been watching the latest The Wedding Veil trilogy? Oh, she's been watching all kinds oh, of Oh, The Wedding Veil trilogy is so good. And I just realized yeah. it's a book, too, so I'm going to get the yeah. book. It's such a, it's so, they were so cute. I loved it. Okay, Bill, I'm going to let you in on something. This was, I think, Sunday morning. We were leaving the house. Annabeth likes to have the television on for Champ, the dog. I'm sure other people do that, Matt. Don't call me crazy. Okay, so I turned on the TV. And I said, Champ wants to watch Hallmark. Hallmark. (laughs) So I put it on Hallmark Channel. (laughs) Well, immediately this music hit, like in the first five seconds the channel was on, and without even looking at the TV, Annabeth said, oh, is that the show that's on? I said, what was that show? Yeah, Summer Villa. It's on my favorite. She said, Summer Villa. I'm sitting there looking at the screen. She's in another room. Just hears the music. Goes, that's Summer Villa. (laughs) Called it. And we only, it was like, we heard like five seconds of the song and she knew what it was. Hey, yeah. Somebody said, got to play the Jeffersons next. What I've said about the Jeffersons theme song. We um, haven't played the Jeffersons for Mary Liddy, have we? We have not watched it with her. Yeah, we haven't watched it. We're going to at some point. 
Okay. Yeah, I can see her at singing. The, uh, she would sing this, Bill. You're right. At the baseball game at State, if you're at a baseball game at Mississippi State, and the the opposing pitcher walks batters oh, and the runners no, they move play up that? the base, they oh, play that's this. So, that's so embarrassing for that pitcher. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's right. It's good it's stuff. It's kind of cutthroat. It is. Um, Nick says you need to watch Good Times next. Yeah. That's a great show. What too. is the one we watched? Was it two two seven? Oh, two two seven. We watched that with her uh, a little bit. It's a fantastic oh, show. Love that one, and I loved the show. Amen. Do you remember Amen? Yes, that was good. Yeah, that was good. yeah. Sherman Hemsley. Yeah. Sherman Hemsley, yeah. who was the lead actor on the Jeffersons, he was also yep. an Amen. And those uh, are fun shows. Who was it? Um, Back in the day, Jack A. Jack A. Was on two two seven. Who was on two two seven? She was on Amen. And yeah, it, I loved her. That show is hilarious now. We used to watch Sandra. it as a kid. Sandra. All right. That's hour one in the books. Hour two's coming up, and right around the corner, we're going to talk with Charlie Winfield, who um, calls Mississippi State games on the SEC Plus and is in Starkville and keeping up with the team, and we'll talk with him ahead of their game against Texas Tech. That's all coming up next in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. <laughs> 